Pastor Chukso Goye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chuks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Good evening, good evening. Welcome to another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. My name is Chooks Ogoye here. I will be teaching God's Word tonight on episode 115. Episode 115. Um, the last, f- uh, I think, 10 episodes, uh, we have been talking about God is too good to kill. Yeah, <laughs> God is too good to kill. If you missed a- any of that, in fact, even if you listen to it, you need to get, get to our YouTube channel and um, uh, access all 10 teachings. Uh, I, I, I really went, you know, all out to show that the God we serve does not kill and he doesn't send anybody to kill on his behalf. Uh, as we see in the life of our master, Jesus, Jesus never killed anybody, never authorized for anybody to be killed in his presence. When people were supposed to be killed, he stopped, he stopped people from killing because it's not in his nature to kill. And that's the God we serve. So we, we, we are taking the thought a bit uh, for the, this evening. Um, my contemplation tonight is titled, The Goodness of God Puts a Hedge Around Me. The Goodness of God Puts a Hedge Around Me. All right, we were talking about yesterday, we were talking about um, when the devil sends <laughs> people to work against you. What is supposed to be your attitude? See, we, we know that there's a devil out there, and often he uses people to perpetrate his evil enterprise. And we, we talked about how you're supposed to respond to somebody who is being used by the enemy to work against you. That was our, our meditation yesterday. That was our contemplation yesterday. Today, I, I want to take it even one step further. How can I Build my life so that the enemy has no access. So that it doesn't matter who he sends. It doesn't matter when the person is sent. I am in the, I'm high, I'm hid in the cleft of a rock. (laughs) That the enemy just can't get at me. He can't, so every effort he makes is, is frustrated. How? What what do I need to do to to put a hedge around me? That's the word we are we are looking at today. A hedge of protection, a hedge of cover. And this is the revelation today. The goodness of God. The goodness of God is that hedge. <laughs> the goodness of God is that hedge, is that covering. He says, Surely goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. Every blessed day of my life, the goodness of God 
and the mercy of God. They garrison me and they follow me. They follow me to, to, to cover me. They follow me to hedge me. So that scripture is, is, is you know, Psalm 23, uh, verse 5 and 6. Maybe we start there. From Psalm 23, verse 5 and 6. Let's start from there. And, and then I'll blaze, and I'll blaze, uh, to other places. But Psalm 23, you know, if we, we, we quote this scripture all the time. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. When, ah, it's gonna be good tonight. When enemies, whether they are demonic enemies directly or, uh, or human agents be, you know, being, being used by demons. But enemies are enemies. When enemies are coming out against us, there is a place in God where when the enemies show up, God prepares a table. Hey! You are so wrapped in the goodness of God that what you experience is a table. <laughs> he said, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. This speaks of a feast. So, so every time Satan tries to do something, <laughs> instead of you to get the short end of the stick, you get a feast. Isn't that a good place to be? You get a feast. You get a preparation of a table from the Lord. He said, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. So, so we, we ought not to be afraid of enemies. We ought not to be scared of enemies. No, no, no. Enemies bring tables. Hallelujah. You, you can understand the goodness of God and press into the goodness of God to the extent that the enemies bring feasting. So when you think about, you know, um, um, what the devil is doing, you actually rejoice. In fact, you tell the devil, bring it on. Because the, the, the goodness of God transforms the assault and the attack of the enemy into a feast for you. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's a message that I listened to uh, by Bishop T.D. Jakes uh, some time ago. He says, uh, my battle is my bread. My battle is my bread. When, when you see the battle as bread, battles don't scare you. Hi! Battles don't scare you. Battles actually nourish you. Battles feed you. You, you need to know the goodness of God to the level where you're not scared of battles. You're not scared. The battles just nourish you. Bat battles just bless you. Say, so you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy. So, so God wants to shield you and cover you with his goodness that it doesn't matter what the enemy tries to come up with. <laughs> he works for you. What the enemy meant for evil turns around and working, turns around to work for you. So we, we want to understand it tonight. How do I press into the goodness of God? How do I press into the goodness of God that I secure a covering of the goodness of God that it doesn't matter what the enemy throws at. It doesn't get at you. Satan cannot get you. Child of God, Satan cannot get you. When you understand this thing, we're talking about the goodness of God. 
and you learn to press in into the goodness of God. You can press in to such an extent that you are wrapped around. <laughs> you are covered by the goodness of God that Satan just can't get you. Bible promises it there. It says, surely, goodness and mercy follow me. They follow me all around. You know, and the picture here is, is like, you know, when, when um, a horde of, a horde of uh, stuff is following you and just covering you and, and follow you and circle, circle around you and you are going and you are covered. Goodness and mercy. Hallelujah. Let, let me explain mercy part. You are so covered that even when you are wrong, even if you are wrong, the mercy of God makes up for you. Mercy is that which prevents you from getting that which you deserve. That's what mercy is. It protects you from getting what you deserve. So you can know God so deeply that his mercy covers you. So that whatever lawful, legal right the enemy has to strike, to attack, it doesn't get through because the mercy of God covers you. So, so I, I want to teach you tonight how do we press into the goodness of God that it's, it forms a shield, it forms a hedge, it forms a protection around us that that, that protection just carries you and you are, you are, you are, you are sorted, you are protected. Uh, the Bible says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The goodness of God can be all around you that you abide under the shadow. The shadow of the Almighty protects you. So it doesn't matter who the enemy sends. It doesn't matter what the enemy sends. You are protected. You are covered. Your peace is not taken away. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, you are so protected that Satan cannot get anything out of you that is inconsistent with peace. Satan cannot get anything out of you that is inconsistent with joy. Satan cannot get anything out of you. You are so protected. (laughs) Uh, The God of peace crushes Satan under our feet. And he says, uh, he will cause us to have peace by all means at all times. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go to the book of Job. Let's go to the book of Job. I want to pull some revelation from the book of Job. Alright, Job chapter 1. The goodness of God puts a hedge around me. Everybody needs to know how to activate that hedge. That's what I came to share today. A man who knows the goodness of God. A man who knows the true character of God and has embraced God for who he is. Has a hedge. Has a protection. Has a cover. Around around him or her. That the enemy just doesn't you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The enemy just doesn't get to you or get through to you. All right, let's read in the book of Job, uh, chapter 1, verse 8. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth? A blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him? Look at what Satan found around Job. (laughs) Satan came and found something around Job. Number one, he said, Have you not made a hedge around him? So he found a hedge around Job. Number two, around his household, he found a hedge around Job's family. 
Number three, around all that he has on every side. Job's life and body and, and you know, uh, Job's person, Job's family, and Job's assets. Job's property, Job's business, hard hedge. What does that tell you here? God wants a hedge around you. God wants a hedge around, around your family, your household, and then around your business, around your affairs. This is when you are swimming in the goodness of God. When you are swimming, when you have, when you have pressed in into God, into his goodness, that goodness wraps around you. That's level one. Goodness wraps around your family. So it's not just around you. It wraps around your family, level two. It wraps around your enterprise, your source of livelihood, your source of income. Everything around you is covered by the goodness of God. This is where you want to be, child of God. This is where every child of God wants to be. Where you are protected, you are preserved, your family is preserved. You see, whatever it is you're contacting, God overflows to your family. Oh, somebody said the goodness of God is overflowing on my family. The goodness of God is overflowing on the works of my hands. Is overflowing on my business. Is overflowing on my source of revenue or my source of income. Everything is protected. See, when you're protected at those three levels, around you, around your family, around your source of income, around your property, around your, your source of livelihood, do you know that <laughs> it doesn't matter what he throws, you are immune. We are talking about total immunity against satanic onslaught. The goodness of God grants total immunity. Immunity on your person, on your body, on your emotion, on your life. Immunity on your family. Immunity on the source of your income, on your livelihood. That's what Satan is complaining that God has done for Job. Can I tell you something? If God did it for Job, God will and can do it. God can and will do it for any other of his children. Because God is not a respecter of persons. So, so if he did it for Job, he can and will do it for you. Protect you. Protect your family. Protect your livelihood. So, so Job had three levels of protection. This is what the goodness of God does. Look at what he says. He says, you have blessed the work of his hands. And his possession have increased in the land. So, so Satan observed these things. He observed that there was protection around Job, his person. There was protection around his family. There was protection around his businesses. And then, not only that, because that's defense. Then there was supply. There was supply of blessing on the work of his hands hey this is the be this is the place that anybody wants to be not only that you are protected but there is a supply of goodness over the work of your hands so you are protected and defended against satanic onslaught but at the same time there is a supply of the spirit, supply of favor, supply of prosperity, supply of increase, supply of blessing unhindered from heaven into your life. I prophesy to you today in the name of Jesus that I prophesy, I declare that you are protected. Your family is protected. Your home is protected. Your livelihood is protected. But on top of that, there is a direct uninterrupted supply 
of the blessings of God over the work of your hands. There is a blessing of God over the work of your hands. That whatever it is you lay your hands on prospers and increases exceedingly. That's what happened to Job. He said his possessions have increased in the land. I declare that your possessions are increasing in the land. I declare that your possessions of real estate is increasing in the land. Your possession of house and, 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 and other assets are, are increasing in the land. Vehicles increasing in the land. This is what God did for Job because Job was covered. Now, let, let's, let's look at something. This is God, what God said about Job. He said, the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? <laughs> have you considered my servant Job? That there is none like him on the earth. A blameless man, an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Now, let me explain something here. Satan was thinking about Job. Satan was trying to attack Job. So, so God is asking him, have you, have you been thinking about my servant? Is this what is going on in your mind you want to do to him? Because how did jo Satan know that there was a, a covering around Job? There was a hedge around his person, a hedge around his family, a hedge around his income. And then on top of that, there is a supply of the spirit into his life to produce prosperity. There's a supply. This is, this is what the enemy observed when he came to attack. So God is asking, have you, have you been thinking about Job? Have you been considering him? Have you, have you been examining him? Have you been trying to find a loophole? Can I tell you something, child of God? The enemy is looking for a, an opportunity to strike you. He's looking for an opportunity. The Bible says in First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, that the devil, your enemy, your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So, so, so he was coming to Job, seeking to devour him. And God is questioning Satan. Have you, have you, have you, have you been thinking about doing this? And that's why he says, be sober, be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant. What does it mean? God, be sober means guard your mind. Don't let the devil hijack your mind. Be, be, be sober. Be vigilant. Be sober. Be vigilant. There's, there's a place for sobriety. And that sobriety means self-control. Control your mind. That's what sobriety means. Control your mind. Be vigilant. The enemy is looking for ways to penetrate. He sees a cover. He sees a hedge. Because you have locked in on the goodness of God. Remember, that, that scripture we have considered it so many times in the, in the course of this series. He says, I would have given up if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. It is what you believe that provides and procures a supply of the goodness of God. So if you're going to see the goodness of God in terms of provision, it's because you believed it. So your belief creates a hedge. So there's something that Job believed. Job believed something that provided this, this hedge around him. And the enemy could not penetrate it. And God is saying to, to, to the devil, have you been thinking about my servant Job? Have you considered him? You've been 
pondering about him in your mind to do this to him, to do this to him. And Satan said, yes, see, 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 see. But let's look at what God said about Job. He gives us a clue to how we, are, we can secure that covering. He said, have you considered my servant Job? So Job was called the servant of God. Okay, so that's number one. Job was called the servant of God, number one. Number two, that there is none like him. <laughs> there is none like Job. Meaning, Job is very special and unique. So, so that's the second quality. The first one was that he was a servant. Number two, he was, he was uh, specially unique. Number three, he is blameless. I'm going to unpack all of this. Number three, that he was blameless. Number four, he was upright. Number five, he fears the Lord. Number six, he shuns evil. Now, these were the six qualities that, that secured that hedge of protection around Job. That the enemy could not penetrate to hurt him. Now, for every one of us, please, I want you to hear the revelation that the Lord is bringing to us tonight. For every one of us who is born again, and if you're not born again, at the end of this broadcast, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. For every one of us that is born again, our salvation secured us access. See, the Bible talks about that we have received the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. It's a gift that we received from God. So what, what salvation made available for me and you is that we became partakers of that which Jesus had secured. So, so, so our inheritance is the one that Jesus Christ paid for. So we stepped into his finished work. In other words... What Job secured for himself, Christ has secured for me and you. What Job secured for himself, Christ has secured for me and you. So, so when we are born again, Jesus had met all the condition. So we enter into his rest. We enter into his reward. He secured it for me and you. So, was he a servant of God? Yes, he was. Jesus was 100% committed to the Father's agenda, to the Father's purpose. So, so he had that heart of a servant. So, so he, he, his servanthood covers me. Hallelujah. That's the first thing. It, it was said of Job that he is a servant. And the, the root word there is bond slave. A bond slave. Who is a bond slave? A bond slave is a slave who had the option to gain freedom, but chooses to continue to serve their master because of their love for their master. So you see Apostle Paul describe himself as a bond servant of Jesus Christ. The, Jesus himself was the first bond servant of the Father. So he, he, he secured that position. He secured that office for every born again child of God. Because remember, we are in him. Hallelujah. So, so, so he's the price he paid to be a bond servant God, because I am in him. Remember, we are members of the body of Christ. Because I am in him, 
I am also seen as a born servant. Not because of my works, but because of the works of Jesus. So that's the first part. A born servant, one of the characteristics of a born servant, you see, when a, a born servant, the Bible says, when someone chooses to be a born servant and volunteers to be a born servant, so what happens is the master, you know, puts a, an owl on his ear and pierces it. And he has the sign of a born servant. Now, that speaks of an, an ear to hear and a heart to obey. A born servant has an ear to hear and a heart to obey. I receive the posture of a born servant that Jesus Christ has secured for me. So, so when I come, I come in the name of Jesus. I come in the name of Jesus. So he was, the Bible says, he never did anything except what he heard his father do or what he saw his father do. What he heard the father say or what he saw his father do. He was that committed. He followed, you know, even in Gethsemane. Remember when he was stressed in Gethsemane? And he wanted to do his own thing. And his flesh wanted to do his own thing. But what did he do? He submitted to the will of the Father. He said, not my will, but your will be done. That's a bond servant. And what he secured, I have received. So I am a bond servant. Because he made it possible for me. <laughs> he secured it for me. He went for me as a bond servant. So I am a bond servant. That's the first thing. Number two, there is none like him. There is none. The Bible says that Jesus is the only begotten son of God. And we have been accepted in the beloved because of him. He opened the door and we entered. His access granted us access. He, he went into the Holy of Holies for me and you. He opened the door for us. So, so we have access. So, so we, there is none like me as well. <laughs> because there is none like the master. And, and these are the things that procure the hedge of protection. There's no like him. Very specially unique. And I can also say that I am very specially unique. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me apply this a little bit. I'm going, to, I'm going to get into the details of this on Sunday. But you see, when any of us get born again, you are unique before the Lord. And there is a there is a journey that the Lord wants you to walk uniquely with him. This is why you cannot compare yourself with anybody's journey. It's a unique journey. That journey requires some consecration. That journey requires some consecration. And for every one of us, your consecration is uniquely customized for you. Ah, this is so critical. Your, your consecration is uniquely customized to you. And when you understand it and walk your journey by yourself, you will walk into the blessings of God. That's why, listen, oh, God help me to expand on this. We're talking about the age of protection. When you're walking your unique journey, you, you have a unique protection around your calling that other people can try to do what you're doing and they'll get, they'll get hammered. The devil will hit them. But when you walk your own unique consecration, you are protected and you're, pre you're preserved. So you need to know what your unique consecration is and stick to it. See, Samson was told not to drink alcohol. Samson was told a number of things. But you know, Samson violated some of those things. The only thing that he didn't violate and he, he kept going was shaving his head. Oh, but all the other things he violated. But that shaving of his head, 
Do you know, Samson will step out from the bed of a prostitute and the power of God will come upon him. The power of God will come upon him until the day that his hair was cut. So that was his unique consecration. Very unique consecration. And as long as he maintained that, the power of God was coming to his life. Let me tell you something. Every one of us, there's a unique consecration. And when you maintain your unique consecration, and how do you find out your unique consecration? You need to accept that Jesus has secured it for you. And by faith, begin to walk with him and the Spirit of God will guide you and will give you instructions. And when you follow your unique consecration, you are protected. That's how you press into the goodness of God. That's how you press, you secure the goodness of God that gives you divine protection. Let me continue. I hope I'm explaining this thing in a way that you are getting it. The Bible says, number three, that he was blameless. The blameless word comes from, from a, a Hebrew word, tam, which means to be complete, to be coupled together with. Jesus has secured that position for me and you. And all we need to do is just receive it. We are complete in him, the Bible tells us. We are complete in him. So, so my completeness is not in myself. My completeness is in him. So I receive it. But that's how I secure divine protection. My, my time is running. Uh, the next word is upright. He said he was an upright man. And, and the, the, the Hebrew word there is a word that means to be straight. Like they said, to be straight like an arrow. It's to live a life that has no compromises. Jesus lived that life for me and you and secured it. So we step into Christ and accept and receive that we are upright. Hallelujah. And then as we receive it by faith, we begin to manifest it. We begin to manifest an upright life. Those are the characteristics that secured protection for Job, the secured preservation for Job. That, that, that's what we do to press in to secure the protection that we need. Alright? Let me go on. Number five. They say he fears the Lord. To fear the Lord means to love what the Lord loves and to hate what he hates. The, to, to love what the Lord loves and to hate what he hates. So, so when I, I understand this and begin to pick up on the heart of God and he tells me what he loves and I follow through and he tells me what he hates and I follow through. There's some effort on my part because Jesus has secured it, I receive it, and I walk in it. I receive it and I walk in it. Number six. Bible says he shuns evil. To shun evil means to turn off evil. To walk away, to pull away from it. So every time the enemy, you know, brings evil, he turns it off. Every time he's lured to, to you know, do something that is against his consecration, do some, he turns it off. Every believer needs to learn how to turn off temptation. How to turn off so that you are not constantly falling in the same place. Now, this is what secured divine protection for Job. These six things secured divine protection for him. And can I dare suggest to you that these six things we have in Christ Jesus. So when we press into Christ and believe it by faith, these six things becomes ours and this is also what secures divine protection. Because, see, when your person is protected, your family is protected, the work of your hands are protected, <laughs> and the supply of favor is uninterrupted into your life, can you see there's no end to what you can become? There's no end to what you can, you can manifest because 
this is the pre- this is what every believer is praying for. This is what you need. So, I want to round this up. My time is is really flying. God has provided His goodness in Christ Jesus. So I need to believe it. His goodness protects me. The Bible says that my life is hid with Christ in God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 3. My life is hid with Christ in God. So I already have that protection. I just need to confirm, I mean affirm it, confess it, affirm it and walk in it. Everything Jesus Christ died to provide is available by the same formula, by the same principle. Believe in my heart, confess with my mouth. Believe in my heart, confess it. So I believe in my heart that I am a servant of God. And I confess it with my mouth. I believe in my heart that I am walking my unique, there's none like me. I am walking my unique consecration. Somebody say I am walking in my unique consecration. I am uniquely special. And I am sticking with my consecration. That's your declaration. You got to believe in your heart and confess it. Because that's how you, you manifest anything that Jesus secured for you. Salvation, you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Deliverance, you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. The same thing. So, so you got to believe these six qualities because Jesus has already secured it. The way he secured your healing. The way he secured your salvation. He has secured all six of them. So you believe that you have it and you confess it with your mouth and it becomes yours. I believe I am blameless. I declare that I am blameless. I am complete in him. I am upright. No compromises in my life. I am upright. I fear the Lord. I love what he loves and I hate what he hates. And I shun evil. I turn off evil. Every time temptation is coming to lose control. Temptation is coming to fall into, into you know, sexual sin. To fall into gluttony. I, I can control myself. To fall into you know, foul, foul talking. I can control myself. So, so you learn to turn off the temptation. That's what it means to shun evil. Now, now these are the qualities that we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth, and we secure total protection. So it doesn't matter what the enemy is planning, it doesn't matter how he's planning it, I am never, I am never a victim of demonic interference or demonic incursion. Never. Because I am hid with Christ in God. I am protected, heavily protected, heavily defended, heavily, oh yes. Somebody say I'm heavily defended. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. <laughs> I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So, so I don't need to worry because that's what the goodness of God covers me. It wraps around me. If I dwell in the secret place of the Most High and I abide under the shadow of the Almighty, hallelujah, uh, because the Almighty drips with goodness I, and I bask under the shadow of the Almighty. The goodness of God puts a hedge around me. So, so you need to confess these things and declare it with your mouth. I believe that I am blameless because Jesus has made me blameless. I believe that I walk uprightly because Jesus has made me upright. I believe that I fear the Lord because Jesus has provided the fear of the Lord and I receive the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. I shun evil. I turn off evil every time that temptation comes. 
And because of these, these things that I believe and I confess with my mouth, the devourer comes, but he can't find me. He can't find me. The Bible says that he walks around seeking for whom he may kill, who he may chow for lunch, but <laughs> he can't find you, he can't find me. Because our faith is working. Our faith in the finished work of Christ is working. He has secured victory. He has secured deliverance. He has secured protection. He has secured an edge. And I'm a beneficiary of that. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you tonight. If you're not born again, what I'm talking about tonight is just, you know, in the air. But you want God. You want to experience the goodness of God in terms of divine protection. So that the enemy is not able to hit at you. The enemy is not able to get you. The enemy, no. You, because you dwell in the secret place of the Most High. But you cannot dwell in the secret place of the Most High except you are a member of his family. Except you are a child of God. God. God created all human beings, but not all human beings are children of God. All human beings are creatures of God, but not all human beings are children of God. Only those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior, they are the ones that are children of God. So I want to pray for you today. If you want to give your life to Christ. If you want to say, I want to become a child of God. So that I can become a partaker of divine protection. I can become a partaker of divine preservation. Let me pray with you. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive the gift of salvation. I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. I turn my back on the wickedness and wicked ways. I open my heart for the word of God to begin to make sense and set me on my feet and establish me. Thank you, my Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer with me, you are genuinely saved. Please send us a message on the WhatsApp number plus 2781-421-0835 and we would like to uh, send you spiritual help. We would like to send you materials that will you know, guide you in your journey with Christ. Tell us, oh, I gave my life to Christ when, when Pastor prayed on, on, online during the broadcast on episode 115 and I've given my life to Christ. I want to follow Jesus. I will be glad, more than glad, to guide you on your way. Good night. God bless you. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife .org .za for more information. Make this year your year.